On today's episode, Evan Winter is here to help me answer voicemails and talk fantasy football quarterbacks for your upcoming fantasy football season. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Blue Chew, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. For instance, you know, a lot of guys talk a big game, but if you're a one-and-done kind of guy, Blue Chew can even help you get to round number two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for all our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code locked on. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E chew.com. Promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N to try Blue Chew for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. It is Fantasy Football Thursday, which means joining me is Evan Winter. Of course, both of us are writers covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nation at BucksNation.com. You can find me on Twitter at DH82 underscore Bucks. You can find Evan on Twitter at Evan underscore Winter. Evan, we have got a voicemail, so we've got a lot of voicemails. So what we're going to do today is we're going to start our episode off with a voicemail. Does that sound good to you? Let's do it. Hey, James and David. It's Jim in South Carolina. I wanted to call in real quick uh, and give you guys two things to uh, discuss because I think they're very telling especially the second item I'm going to bring up. But first, um, if you guys can talk about Darian Stewart, the safety that they just signed, uh, came in because obviously we needed help. Uh, We've got far too many injuries there. Uh, And hopefully Justin Evans or Mike Edwards, I'm really pulling for Mike Edwards, uh, to come back and be ready for game one. But either way, if you can discuss uh, Darian Stewart, um, seasoned veterans, had uh, quite a bit of success. And if you go to BucksNation.com, which I know you guys have, and you looked at the uh, article that Evan Winter and John Marchant put together, including highlights of this guy uh, uh, playing really well in certain moments uh, throughout his career, especially against Tom Brady, which I love. Um, so if you can discuss that and the impact you think it might have. The other thing is the quote by Bruce Arians about he feels confident he could, you know, cut 30 guys right now, get it down to 60, no problem. I'm just waiting for some guys to show what they got because they haven't shown it yet. And I thought, wow, that's a great message to send, you know, these these players who are trying to make the team. Uh, so if you could discuss that as well, uh, I'd really appreciate it. And I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, again, I always love the podcast. Keep cranking them out. And as always, go Bucks. So it just so happens, Jim, thank you, of course, for the call, as always. 
that we have <laughs> one of the co-authors of that very post, that very piece that you were mentioning on BucksNation.com uh, here live in studio with us. So, Evan, tell us about Darian Stewart. Man, I uh, really like what he can bring to the table. And thanks for the mention, Jim. That's awesome. Um, but so started off his actually all of his career at free safety. So that shows that he has the range, the speed, you know, the burst, whatever you want to say, um, to play the position as well as the closing skills and the, the hand or the ball skills to make the interception, so on and so forth, um, but was moved to strong safety last year with the Broncos. Now, a lot of that was just Joe Wood's decision, and John and I were actually talking whenever we wrote the article. It is possible that he's lost a step, but regardless, he can still cover. He can be a strong box supporter in the run, which we included in the in the article. He knows how to blitz. He's an extremely aware, uh, very smart, intelligent player, and he's still got – a chip on his shoulder from being um, basically an underdog his entire career until he got to Denver. So really like what he can bring to the table. And most of all, more, most importantly, he's versatile. Um, and that's really going to play a big role in him making this team. If he does make the team. Oh yeah. And uh, that, and I, I will second what Jim said. That was a very well-written uh, article there by you and John, you guys always do great work when you, when you work together. So yeah, I enjoyed it as well. And uh, I, I mean, I think Darian's making the team. I don't. I don't really see uh, minus injury. You know what I mean? I think he's going to make the team. He's just he's got that veteran ability. Uh, he's already practicing. He was practicing on Wednesday, um, Tuesday. I was very surprised. So it's it was kind of one of those like just kind of one of those moments in life. I was in my Uber on my way to One Buck and everything, and everything was good. And uh, Gil hadn't sent any information or any emails or anything, and. Get in the Uber, and literally in the 10 minutes it took my Uber to get me from my hotel to the facility, breaking news, the Buccaneers sign a veteran free agent. So I get into the media room, and immediately everybody's already typing away, and I'm, I'm the last guy typing, and it's just it's like being the, the kid who's late for school on the first day. Um, right. <laughs> but it was a very exciting move, you know what I mean? Uh, again, some of our, our regular listeners know that I've got ties back to Colorado. I've got a lot of friends who are Broncos fans kind of goes back to the Shaq Barrett thing. Like I know who a lot of Broncos players are just because I do keep in touch with people back home. And I, I kind of keep, you know, kind of a peripheral on the Broncos because of that. And Darian Stewart's a guy who's definitely got talent. He's definitely got ability to impact the defense. And the biggest thing I think about him is obviously leadership and the willingness to do whatever the team needs him to do. Um, I talked to him coming off the field Wednesday after practice because as surprised as I was to see him on the field in pads on Tuesday – um, I wasn't so much surprised, but I was excited to see him actually getting out there on the field in full on um, against the Dolphins there. And he did well. He held his own. He played with confidence. Like I was looking for stutter steps. I was looking for hesitation. And there was none. Like When he saw an assignment, when he saw a read, he went for it. Now, I don't know if he always went to the same place that you know the coaches wanted to. Obviously, the secondary is hard to read sometimes. But I can tell you that none of the big plays I saw the Dolphins get were necessarily a direct uh, correlation to something that I saw him do previous to it. And whenever the second team defense was on the field, he was the guy I was watching mostly. So a very good showing for him. I asked him if he felt comfortable. He said he, he definitely felt comfortable. Looked forward to the aggressive style of the defense. Uh, doesn't know if he's going to get a lot of snaps on Friday, but that he knows he'll get at least some is, is basically what he said. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to what he's going to bring to the table. And I do kind of wonder what it means for some of these injured guys. We're getting told they're going to be back soon quote-unquote, but I almost kind of wonder 
why you're bringing in a veteran if you're going to get your young studs back soon. But I understand the the value that a veteran brings, so I wouldn't read too much into it yet. But yeah, man, I had that, that voicemail, and I just thought, well, it's perfect to play while Evans while Evans here with me. <laughs> yeah, you can't beat perfect timing like that. Yeah, exactly. So. That was your voicemail, Jim. We appreciate it. Uh, for those of you who already have voicemails in, yes, we have them. We will get to as many as we can. Just hang in there with us. James and I are going to answer some more tomorrow on tomorrow's episode before the Steelers game. Um, but right now, Evan, the the mission for us today is fantasy football quarterback. So let's get right into it. No reason to really beat around the bush. Who is your number one fantasy football quarterback for 2019? Well, up until about two days ago, it was Andrew Luck. But now I don't know what's going on with him, especially now that it's considered a high ankle sprain. Um, It went from a calf strain to a bone injury, and now it's a high ankle sprain or whatever whatever they're saying. So, I mean, I'm not going to say Patrick Mahomes just because I'm a contrarian like that. Yeah, love me or hate me for I really don't care. I'm actually going to go out, man, and I'm going to say Matt Ryan. I think I think back with Dirk Cutter, I think they improved the offensive line. Obviously, you don't know about Caleb McGarry just yet. You don't know exactly when he's going to be ready to play after that heart surgery, but it doesn't sound like it's anything too uh, serious. Um, Devontae Freeman will be back healthy. Calvin Ridley, second year. Uh, Julio's Julio. And then you got Austin Hoopers, who's up and coming. That defense will be back to full health, so that would be able to give him something else to lean on as well. Yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan isn't – so he's not the guy I'm picking, but he's not a left-field pick by any means. He's actually a guy I was kind of – you know, I had a couple names swirling around in my own brain as you were as you were negotiating who you were there, and, I, and Matt Ryan was definitely one of those names bouncing around. Hey, and, like you already pointed out plenty of weapons. And real quick, he plays 13 of his 16 games indoors this year in a side of a dome. There you go. That's huge. Yeah, that's big. Um yeah, I don't think it's a crazy – I don't think – if you told me – if you tell me in January or at the end of December that Matt Ryan is the number one fantasy football quarterback, I would not necessarily be surprised because, like you said, the weapons they have, they're getting their defense back healthy. If they stay healthy, obviously that's going to be a contributing factor. And then, yeah, some of his best years were under Dirk Cutter as an offensive coordinator. And Bucks fans will know, I mean, his his time as a head coach here in Tampa was not good, right? But – right. As an offensive court, like being an offensive coordinator and being a head coach are two totally different things. Todd Bowles talked about that when he got here about the differences between being a head coach and a defensive coordinator, and how you know I think that Todd Bowles will eventually become a head coach again, maybe in Tampa. But I think right now he's kind of enjoying just being the defensive coordinator. I can tell you, he was walking off the field today, and uh, he was all smiles. Meanwhile, Bruce Arians is over in the corner, swarmed by microphones and reporters, and Todd yeah. Bowles just strolling off the practice field. So I think Todd is probably enjoying that a little bit right now and probably will for at least a few years, and then maybe he'll get back in the saddle. But I've always – I said during some of the tumultuous times we had with Dirk Cutter that I felt like Coach Cutter was a better offensive coordinator than he was a head coach because being a head coach is not X's and O's. It's not – you know, uh, this is what Bruce Arians does so well. It's leading men. It's inspiring people to do better than they think they can do for themselves and to get more out of them when they think they have nothing else to give. That's where I think Dirk Cutter struggles. X's and O's, telling guys what routes to run, telling quarterbacks what reads to make, I think he's fine. I think it's the rest of it that, that Dirk struggled with. So Matt Ryan's a good choice. I am going to go with Patrick Mahomes only because – I feel like even if he takes a step down, which I definitely feel like he could take a step down, the NFL is going to be one year smarter on him. He's going to be a little bit more experienced, granted, but experience isn't always the best thing when you're talking about young, hot quarterbacks 
because sometimes like this year he could potentially buy a little bit more of his own hype than he did last year. Like last year is basically a year full of showing people that he can do it. Well, now everybody knows he can do it. He's a Madden cover, cover star, cover athlete, all that stuff. So he could still take a step down, but I still feel like he has the potential to be the number one fantasy football quarterback in 2019, even if he steps down because that system works so well for him. And coach Reed really lets him kind of do what he needs to do to be useful. And I don't see that change anytime soon. That kind of takes us to the other thing, because you might think that my number one guy on this category. So let's talk about overdrafted quarterbacks, Evan. What's one quarterback that, again, we're fantasy pros ADP here. What's one quarterback that you feel like is being overdrafted? So, and I try to play fantasy football with as little bias as possible, but it's really hard in this case. I almost want to say Baker Mayfield going mm-hmm. fifth quarterback going at 62 so that means the fifth round um or sorry in the early sixth round but i'm gonna have to say kyler murray at 98 uh 12 quarterback taken he's getting taken ahead of ben roethlisberger tom brady Jameis winston philip rivers uh kirk cousins even um i that just doesn't fly with me man uh i don't understand why people are hopping on that train he at number one he's a rookie Number two, you have no idea, and I'm drawing a blank right now, but what Arizona's head coach um, is going to be oh, about. Kingsbury? Yeah, Kingsbury. There we go. Thank you. I kept wanting to say Clyde Christensen, but I know that's Tampa Bay's quarterback uh, coach. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, you have no idea what Kingsbury is actually going to be able to do in the NFL. And Arizona, in case y'all didn't know, asked Josh Rosen as well had one of the worst offensive lines in the league last year. They signed J.R. Sweezy, big whoop. Um, We know how that turned out here. So, yeah, man, Kyler Murray at 98, way, way overdrafted, in my opinion. He's one spot behind Jared Goff, uh, by the way. I'm with you, man. Kyler, I would love to just choose a different name for the sake of choosing a different name. But Kyler Murray at, at QB 12? Um, yeah, it's just not much. It's, it's just too much. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it's, that's that's nuts for me. Um, I do feel like five is, is a life for Baker Mayfield. I feel like I would go Matt Ryan before Baker Mayfield. Yeah, definitely. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take the easy way out too. And I'm gonna say that Andrew Luck is being overdrafted because if Andrew Luck isn't gonna isn't gonna be on the field because right. of a calf yeah. turned, bone turned, ankle <laughs> injury. Then it's going. It's going lower down the leg. Way. It's like uh, it's like continue. It's like continuously progressing down the leg. Like it started yeah. up high and then it's like going lower and lower and lower. Yeah, it's just it's just absolute craziness. And and I love Andrew as a quarterback when he's on the field, but man, his body seems to just be allergic to persistent football. Like his body basically, yeah. it's like a year on year off type situation. I got the for crap his, for this guy's body. He, he got the crap yeah. beat out of him for four years, you know, straight to begin his career. So maybe it's all just starting to catch up to him. Yeah, most definitely. As David Carr about that kind of stuff, he can, uh, yeah. he can, he can, he can attest to that. Uh, I feel like Jared Goff too, though, man. Like Jared Goff to me is not a QB one. He's not a guy that I'm going to roll out week in week out as my starting quarterback. And when you're talking about quarterbacks one through twelve, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about that's going to be your guy to carry your team at the yeah. quarterback position. And I'm not throwing Jared Goff out there, especially with the. The concerns with with Todd Gurley. I mean, Todd Gurley isn't. It's only going to take a week or two for people to figure out if the Rams are are trying to save Todd Gurley. I mean, you know, they're going right. to give him less work. They're going to spe- they're going to spell him a little bit more often than before. It's only going to take NFL teams about a week or two. And if that's what happens, 
then then defenses are going to start loading up and firing off at Jared Goff. And if it doesn't happen, then you have the worry that Todd Gurley's injuries are going to come back up and that he's going to end up just completely out of the game altogether. So Jared Goff at number eleven is a little is a little rich for my blood. And uh, I don't have a I don't have a problem with Tom Brady being outside the QB one conversation, but Philip Rivers I think is a guy that I would put in that QB eleven QB twelve range. Yeah, easily. along with Ben Roethlisberger, easily, man. He somehow he goes he gets drafted, and I play in a twelve team league mostly. Um, mm-hmm. He gets drafted in like the ninth or tenth round every year. Sometimes he even lasts to like the twelfth, and I do not understand it at all. No, no, me neither. But you know what? That's actually going to bring us into our next topic of conversation, which is going to be quarterback steal. Guys who are being their ADPs are criminally low for where they're at. We already kind of hit on a couple in in Ben Roethlisberger and and uh, and Philip Rivers, but there's some other options out there too, Evan. So so look at that list and, and give me one of the one of the quarterback steals that if they're still sitting. At this position, I mean, this, this these are guys that our, our listeners could go out there and draft late and draft in the QB 15, 16 range, apparently, and potentially get a, a QB1 value in the top 12 quarterbacks in, the, in fantasy football points in the 2019 season. This might not be a popular decision, but I'm going Kirk Cousins, man. The 19th okay. quarterback oh, to, to yeah. be taken, uh, average position is 140. I mean, dude, that's unreal. Um, they improved the offensive line. He gets Dalvin Cook back, which hit Dalvin Cook's injury was a big reason why Minnesota's offense wasn't as good as it was with uh, mm-hmm. Case Keenum behind the helm two years ago. I, I'm not the biggest Kirk Cousins fan in the world, but I guarantee you he's better than Case Keenum. I'll put money on that any day. Um, he's got Stephon Diggs back. He's got Adam Thielen back. Uh, Laquan Treadwell's had a pretty good camp from what I've seen so far. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, obviously, they drafted Garrett Bradbury. So he's 19th. That is absolute an absolute steal. Um, that's almost something you could plan your entire draft around and just absolutely load your team up and then take Cousins. Cousins definitely makes a lot of sense. I could see him definitely being higher than QB19 um, and, and potentially creeping up into that QB12 range as well. Um, I'm looking at Derek Carr. So Derek Carr right now is going an average of the 186th pick, which puts him somewhere wow. around I don't know the 15th round. I, I'm not I'm not yeah. doing that math. Divide that by <laughs> Mass not that um, good, yeah. yeah, the 23rd quarterback. Uh, and, and listen, and I know the Raiders just as a whole had a terrible 2018, but unless we really think Nathan Peterman or Mike Glennon is unseating Derek Carr in Oakland. I don't see it happening. Derek Carr is going to be the guy. And, and remember, Derek Carr, I mean, the Oakland Raiders were a broken leg away from being uh, the New England Patriots dynasty. You know, well, I mean, their dynasty is cemented, but the end of their dynasty, you know what I mean? Uh, and then, you know, everything kind of just kind of imploded there. And now Amari Cooper is gone, so on and so forth. But Antonio Brown is back. And I understand all the drama. But listen, Antonio Brown has always been drama. Like Antonio Brown has always been who Antonio Brown has been. The, the 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 problem is we didn't see it early on in his career because nobody was looking at him. But as, as soon as the cameras turned on him, as soon as the lights turned on him, Antonio Brown was Antonio Brown. Uh, so I'm not worried. If Antonio Brown is on the field, that's the only thing I'm worried about, is if Antonio Brown is on the field, he is a weapon. He is a guy that a quarterback can literally throw the ball five yards sideways to and get a touchdown and 70 yards on that one throw. You know what I mean? So as long as Antonio Brown is there, 
I feel like Josh Jacobs is a better receiver uh, than maybe people are giving him credit for. I I have not been watching Hard Knocks. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw that out there. I've not been watching Hard Knocks. So if there's something I'm missing from Hard Knocks, you can crucify me on Twitter yeah. or wherever else you want to. But either way, I feel like Derek Carr. I wouldn't necessarily say draft him to be your QB one, but if you go like Jameis Winston as your QB one, and then you throw Derek Carr in the hole. I feel like one of those two is going to hit. I oh, feel yeah, like either sure. James Winston or Derek Carr, if not both, but one of them is going to at least get you QB 12, if not QB 10 numbers. Uh, so again, depending on the size of your league, uh, whether or not that's a starting quote unquote quarterback for you. And if you're playing one of those crazy two quarterback leagues that James likes to play in, I think Derek Carr is a sneaky QB two option that you can probably wait till the later rounds to draft and sneak in some other good role players uh, in between your first and second quarterback picks. So just kind of something to keep an eye on. I don't know. I will admit I am a Derek Carr fan. Like, I, I think he's got some good quarterback skills. I feel like the Raiders just kind of in general were were in a state of chaos last year. I feel like this year is going to be a little bit more calmed down. Obviously, they're not going to sleep very well with Chucky instilling all those nightmares on people. But I feel like Derek Carr is going to come out and do much better than where his ADP is right now. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, and I haven't watched much Raiders football, and I honestly haven't looked up many stats on Carr and just the Raiders in general, but obviously with the addition of Tyrell Williams and Antonio Brown, Gruden's looking to go vertical in Oakland. I mean, he's going to be stretching the field. I'm not entirely sure how well Derek Carr's deep ball uh, fits in with that prerogative let's say um or that mm-hmm. priority rather for a better word but yeah man i mean i can definitely see him uh creeping up 23 um definitely inside top 15 something like that and cousins finished 10th last year um so he did make the top 10 just barely but 4298 4, yards 30 touchdowns 10 interceptions and he had one rushing touchdown as well yeah and i mean and again if you're in a 12 team league I mean, I don't know what Kirk Cousins' ADP was ADP was last year, to be honest with you, but if his ADP this year is 19th after a top 10 finish, then I imagine last year it probably wasn't much better. Um, so, I mean, if you if you drafted him, you know, uh, with with an ADP of about 150 or you know even 120, you got a top 10 quarterback uh, pretty pretty late in your draft. I think that's pretty good value, right? And also, ask. well, and also if he was drafted, let's just say. 16th overall or the 16th quarterback last year and he fell back to 19th that means a regression is expected you know it's like it's different whenever like Patrick Mahomes he's still going number one overall and while he might regress from last year he's still going to do better probably than all the other quarterbacks but Mm -hmm. if you know if you're taking a player higher than the year before then that means you expect them to have a better year than the year prior so not only are you buying cousins low but you have a chance to really reap the rewards if he performs like he should oh yeah most definitely and in the meantime instead of drafting quarterback early you're getting an antonio brown or you're getting right i don't know you're a, a, a right yeah. exactly. well, you're not getting antonio brown well same well, no, but same thing with Derek carr i mean you can get that combo you know you can hit you can even get tyra williams later on if you want or you mm-hmm. know uh darren waller apparently he's having apparently he's a really good tight end i, I don't know much about him but though yeah i mean you never know but yeah man lots of options out there so i think some i think some good thing good things for our listeners to, to think about now here's the the moment of truth where we kind of piss some people off who are you absolutely not drafting 
Hewitt, man, that one's tough um, because, you know, just quarterbacks are always so freaking hard to decide. But if I'm going to anybody, I'm going <laughs> – and there's bias involved in this, folks. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going Baker Mayfield, man. Um, just where he's <laughs> going, there's there's no draft where he's not going where he needs to go, in my opinion. Like, he needs to go ninth round or lower. Um He's a second-year quarterback. I know the Browns are loaded, blah, 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 blah. I know all the storylines, but the NFL is going to catch up to him. He's not special like Patrick Mahomes is. He's a good quarterback from what I saw last year. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but the fact that he plays in Cleveland and he's an actually good quarterback is something that hasn't existed or coexisted, rather, in 20 years. So, of course, people are going to go nuts about it. But, um, Mm -hmm. honestly, you could say 30 years since back to the boomer side. Damn Boomer Sison played for Cincinnati. I'm an idiot. Never mind. Um, so yeah, so a long it's been it's been a long time. Let's just put it that way. Uh, but yeah, definitely not drafting Baker Mayfield. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I would scratch Baker off my board, but uh with quarterbacks, I'm a little bit more of a I'll I'll I want to see it first. You know what I mean? I'm not really right. like running right. backs and wide receivers, I'm a little bit more willing to take a risk on. I think this guy is gonna do really well. Quarterbacks, I'm a little bit more I want to get you in your second year after you've shown me you can be successful. Uh, exactly than, than anything else um so not a, not a bad name there at all i'm gonna go back to a well we've already dipped into which isn't really fair because he doesn't have a lot of s- space i suppose for me to dip into anyway it's a short joke i'm going kyler murray i'm not drafting kyler murray you could pay me to draft <laughs> kyler murray even if there's a fire i'm not drafting kyler murray um no, i don't blame you dude i don't blame yeah you. listen i just i don't see it um i mean i know the dude made a lot of plays uh in, in oklahoma and I'm happy for him, number one overall pick, and that's great. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, losing losing record as a college head coach. I don't know how he's going to do in the pros. I know that a lot of people in the Arizona media are not excited about what he's going to do in the pros. The media, you know, has been wrong plenty of times. Um, there's just not a lot of confidence floating around that facility. Uh, I love David Johnson, you know what I mean, but he's got his own health issues, and I know they've got, what, Chase Edmonds, I think, behind him who's got some ability. Larry Fitzgerald is still there. But, I mean, there's just not – like, you You look at Kirk Cousins and the weapons he's got. You look at Derek Carr and even the weapons that he's got. You look at Jameis Winston, the weapons that he's got. And these are guys that, that are still struggling to crack, you know, QB1 numbers. But then we right. look at Kyler Murray, and we're expecting him to hit QB12, which is a QB1 on your roster uh, in his rookie season, being so under – Equipped under under I don't know how yeah, how to really no, say it. He's short. Yeah, he's short. Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna say he's short. <laughs> um, uh, he's not gonna be able to see over his offensive line. Like guys, he's my height. Okay, and I and I can tell you that he's going to have a problem seeing over defensive linemen and over his offensive line. It's going to be an issue. Uh, he's gonna have to move a lot, and quarterbacks that move a lot tend to run into other things that are moving, and those things sometimes are the size of guys like Devin White. And that's not going to go well for him. No. Uh, I just, again, I could be wrong. And, and if I'm if I'm wrong this time next year, by all means, call me out on it, whatever you want. Um, and I will, I will gladly admit defeat. Uh, I just don't see it again. Uh, I, you know, I actually watched a press conference of his from training camp the other day. Just kind of like, you know, let me see maybe if there's reports coming out. Um, and I, I watched him talk. I just, I don't get it, man. I don't see it. He doesn't incite confidence as a as as a leader. He doesn't incite confidence as a player. And uh, you know, I t- I talked to him in person at the combine uh, briefly. Granted, not you know nothing in depth. 
uh, like a SI feature piece or anything because the Buccaneers aren't look, weren't looking for a quarterback. But I talked to him briefly in Indianapolis. I didn't get it then. I don't get it now. I'm not drafting it. It's just not happening. Uh, so that so Kyler Murray is my. I don't dislike the kid, but he's my do not drop. Don't go anywhere near Kyler Murray. I don't think I could have said it any better. So I mean, there's not really <laughs> much for me to add at all. <laughs> yeah. So I think we I think we've beaten that one enough. All right, guys, we're going to pause here real quick, and I want to let you know the support for today's show comes from Manscaped. Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen Manscaped on Shark Tank and Men's Journal, who named their Lawnmower 2.0 as one of the best tools in men's grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at manscaped.com. That is going to bring us to the end of our our time oh, together on, on this episode, unfortunately. But I appreciate your time as always. I think you you've uh, you I think you and I we have shared some good stuff with with the good people out there trying to get their fantasy football rosters. Hopefully, in a couple of weeks they'll be drafting, not before the next couple of weeks, because a lot of things are going to happen between now and then. Oh, folks, you can come back every Thursday and find us here talking fantasy football. Of course, you can always find us talking Buccaneers over at BuckStation.com on Twitter at dh82 underscore bucks and at evan underscore winter follow the show on twitter at locked on bucks follow everything we're doing at the website at bucks underscore nation until we speak again next time james and i will be here tomorrow to preview the tampa Bay buccaneers home opener for the preseason against the miami dolphins thank you so much and we'll talk to you next time on locked on bucks